you got a problem with that, you can suck my dick! How's it going, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Sipping Around the Suds. I said it right, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, my name is Ed. I am Tia. And I'm Aaron. How's it going, guys? Cold. It's very yeah, cold. It's, uh, very cold. Pretty good, though. Pretty cold. Not as cold as it was last week. Uh, say that to tonight or tomorrow night where it's going to be negative 10. <laughs> Yo, I'll fight yeah, it's like a, a high of one. Fantastic. Oh. Uh, disgusting. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. we all survived our first, uh, bomb cyclone, right? Uh, excuse you, I think it, it was the bomb. Bombogenesis, or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, Bombogenesis. <laughs> bah with the ba. Ooh, bah with the ba with the bangadanganesis. disgusting. Kid Rock is myself. pretty anime. Hi, we talk about anime on this podcast. I forgot to mention that one. But, uh... uh what? A what? <laughs> Kid Rock, he's... We talk about anything that's disgusting, really. Yeah. It's true. And Kid Rock is from Detroit. Detroit's pretty gross. I can say that because I used to live near there. It's true, uh, you did. But yeah, Kid Rock, gross dude. I, I bet you he watches anime, though. Uh, I bet you he really likes Neo Yokio. I don't want to talk about this. This is upsetting me in many ways. <laughs> Alright, Aaron, what would you like to talk about then? Like, what... What what did you do that was so great this week that you don't want to talk about Kid Rock's love for Love Live? This oh fucking god! Yeah, you know he likes Love Live. Uh, uh, this week, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, yesterday alone during the snow day, I beat Zelda the DLC that I thought was bad and I was very wrong about. Yeah, I watched Hannah beat that. So, uh, I'm I'm more disappointed that my friends lied to me. And or not lied to me. They just let me say it was bad without or without arguing points as to why it's good. Like honestly, everyone who played that DLC like let me down. Okay, because I almost didn't play it. I so. feel like people constantly let you down, Eric. It's. I mean, hey, you know, they're just returning the favor. Eh, it happens. What about you, Tia? What are you up to this week? Um, I have started my now annual tradition of watching the January season of Celebrity Big Brother UK. Uh, and the first reason why I started watching it is a couple seasons ago, um, Michelle Visage from RuPaul's Drag Race was on it, and really anything that involves Drag Race, I'll watch it. So I got into it, and this season, Courtney Act, who is a drag queen from also RuPaul's Drag Race, is in it, and I am so excited. Oh my gosh. Like... Oh, and also Genuine is one of the housemates. Wait, hold on, so. what? <laughs> like, Pony? Jesus. Genuine? Yeah. It's gonna be good. Oh my god. Uh, so that, that will consume my life when I'm not watching anime or X-Files. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Genuine is? Like You know the song that they play in Magic Mike? I've never it goes, seen it. It goes, Buono, Aaron, you've never wow. seen Magic Mike? No. Oh. I fight. Well, mm, we should watch that. Magic Mike's anime, right? Mm. Yeah, totally. Nah. All right, uh, fair. I feel like it's close enough. 
Who's in that? Who, who's the Nick? Channing, Channing Tatum, I think, isn't Channing it? Channing Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. Uh, you have Matthew McConaughey. You've got it's it's a plethora of of good looking body dudes. Mm. I could be in the next match with Mike. I'm not going to agree with their faces necessarily <clears throat> on all points, but that's not the point. <clears throat> I mean, you're not looking. You're not. You're not coming for the faces, if you know what no. I mean. Oh no! But um, Tia is coming though. For the, the McConaughey. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I feel like he's worse than Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Oh, then God. again, I'm probably not the best judge of magic. I or mics. Yeah, or mics. No, I'm a pretty good judge of mics. Uh. <laughs> Love mics. Well, say mics. that, Ed. Not so much. Uh, now this week, I I rediscovered uh, a game I was playing earlier this year when it first came out on beta. I played a lot of Dead Cell. Uh, oh, it's so good. Real good. It's like a a roguelike platformer thing, and I I got a notification on Steam. They're like, "Hey, we updated this bitch. Play some of this." My God, that game got so good. I mean, it was uh, already pretty good, but it got really different. In the last week, I've put about fifteen hours into it. So, wow, pretty proud of myself. That's a that's a solid game. Uh, that and there's a show on Netflix they just put up. They put up a couple shows I wanted to watch, but the one I've been watching while doing that, The Toys We Grew Up With, I believe is what it's called. I don't know, it's like some eight-part documentary about just toys from the 80s, 60s, and 70s. Hmm. Uh, fairly interesting. They talk about like Star Wars toys and all sorts of shit. It's mildly fascinating. So, it's like if you wanted to watch ready player one but instead you watched a documentary hey guys remember pop culture i remember pop culture uh i aaron are you talking about ready player one like are you being dismissive of it because we should be more dismissive of ready player one on this podcast. <laughs> i wasn't dismissive enough i'm sorry that's a bad I'll, book <laughs> i'll try harder next time I, I, let me just say i've never read the book i never will i, I, never, I, I won't watch i won't watch the movie you guys can flame me all you want about whether it's amazing or whether it's not. Flame on. Stop. Uh, <laughs> but I am. I am not. I am not going to read that because I don't read, nor do I listen to audiobooks because that's for nerds. <laughs> uh, yeah, who and, wants to listen to some people talk yeah, instead dude, of the fuck? like normal audio things? That's weird. Don't yeah, do that. Honestly. Uh, uh, and I'm not going to see the movie because it just looks like it's like really like just looks cheap. Not like cheaply made because it's got Spielberg behind it, so it has a gorillion dollars behind it. But <laughs> cheap as in <laughs> cheap as a chameleon, a chameleoner. <laughs> oh, uh, it, it just looks cheap. Like they're they're going for like cheap excitement in it. Like oh, you guys, guys, tracer. You guys like the tracer, right? The over the overwatches. You like the overt watch. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's yes. overt. Have you guys watch it? Have you guys seen the poster for a, uh, Ready Player One with the really long leg? Yeah, which oh, is technically anatomically yes. correct, but there's this fine line between anatomically correct and what looks good. Hold on, how is that anatomically correct? That boy's leg is like... And it's the same size right. as if his you, torso. If you break it down by head heights, his leg is long enough. I, I, ooh. I don't I'm know if that's just not, true. It's, it's, tr- it's fine, it's just not well designed. And so your eye just goes, whoa, that's... That design ain't fine. I'm going to look up this poster right now. Hang on. It looks Ready. like he's got three knees. That's how poster. long his leg is. <laughs> wow. One of them bends oh, here backwards. here we go. AV Club. 
Oh yeah. This definitely this definitely is it. Shout out to the A V Club. It, oh yes, I've definitely seen this. This poster is awful. Uh I mean it's not gonna play Super Bowl in an audio format, but if you haven't seen it, Google uh the Ready Player One movie poster. Just t- just type in Red Ready Player One poster, the very first post is about it. Yeah. Got a long leg. Boy, long boy. It goes all the way up. Do legs go up or down? This is not a conversation we need to have. Uh, so, guys, anime. We watched anime this <laughs> week. We watched an anime. We always watch an anime. Uh, I, sometimes I wish I didn't. Wow. You know, the, so, same thing with me, but this is actually not one of those times. Yeah. No, no, it's definitely one I of those I feel like times. this is going to be the first episode where we disagree on an anime. Oh, yeah. Uh, T, do you want to take us through what we watched this week? Okay. Uh... <laughs> Jesus. I don't oh, think it's that bad. Just, uh, it's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. Go ahead. We'll discuss. We'll discuss. Okay. Hit us, so, hit us with the synopsis. We, uh, we watched uh, Ramen Fighter Mickey, formerly known as Noodle Fighter Mickey, when it was brought over as a manga to the States. Very original name is Muteki Kanban Musume. Uh, it's a supposed slice of life about a 20-year-old, supposedly, who works for her mom's ramen shop as the delivery girl, but she gets into fights all the time. Also, po- also poster everything. girl. Don't forget that. Yes. Also the poster girl. Very yes. important. The first episode is her first day as poster girl, which I didn't know uh, was a Whose position. duties include uh, serving food and delivering. Yep. <laughs> And standing outside and yelling at passerbys. Yes. Um, yeah, so it, the the poster for this, like, when you go to Crunchyroll and you look up Ramen Fighter, Miki, Miki, I think it's Miki, um, it looks bad. It looks like animation from the 80s that somehow got put out in the mid-2000s. It and yet, looks, at times, it's also very fluid. It looks better in motion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was... Surprised by it. And I, I know we were talking about getting away from the slices, being done with Slice of Life. This, to me, is less slice and more comedy. It's, more it's, dice. It's an action. <laughs> <laughs> it's in definitely, I would definitely say it's an action comedy. Uh, like, like when I was watching it, the main thing I was thinking about was um, Daily Lives of High School Boys, but less less plot in general. Like, that was my, my biggest gripe with the show. We'll get into it. But there is literally zero plot. Um, no. and that, that kind of like dera- derailed my enjoyment a little bit of it. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, it's a bunch of jokes, 15 minute, 15 minute arcs that really like barely go into each other. The characters are the only things that carry over really. Uh, it's, um, I, I liked it because it's just a bunch of dumb parodies from a bunch of dumb shonen anime. It's yep. real stupid. The, the opening theme song is this like really fiery song about like winning and victory and it's got all these like action shots of all the characters against like motion line backgrounds none of that is in the show i i mean you should never judge a book by its cover nor should you judge an anime by its theme but man that theme got my hopes up i'm like all right this is gonna be interesting it's gonna be like fight of the week and she's gonna have to like Shoku Geki her way out of situations. And wow, yeah. That's actually kind of <laughs> like, what I was thinking, that's, too. That's what I got from the opening. I'm like, alright, let's watch this. Shoku Geki the fuck out of it. It's fine. I'm gonna have to Shoku Geki the science out of this. 
That's a cursed sentence. You can never say that again. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh God. Christ. That hurt. <laughs> I want to think I just gave myself an asthma attack. <laughs> That's not what this show is, though. It's not no. It's not even close to that. Far from it. No. It is. Oh. Yeah. I. So the description of the, the show is it's basically like girl delivers ramen from her for her mom and gets into fights. You're like, okay, cool. And then there's this really energetic opening, and you're like, all right, she's definitely going to beat some ass every episode. We're getting Air Master Part 2, the good ending, this episode. <laughs> uh, it's just her delivering ramen. Not even not even delivering. Half Let's talk about she how she does the, not deliver the ramen. The opening half, actually, she never delivers the ramen, if we're being completely honest with ourselves here. This show does not deliver. No, it does not uh, deliver the ramen. No, it does not deliver the ramen. It, it, the first episode is her fighting with her mom, and it's like, what is happening? <laughs> So, uh, it, it's, yeah, it, the the episode opens up with a narrator, and it's not the main character, it's the dude next door. Yep. Yeah, the guy who owns the grocery. And I hate every time he smiles. He keeps smiling oh, at the camera, and it's some of the creepiest shit I've ever seen. Yep. He, th- this... I want to know why he's so invested in this girl's life. We may never know. I don't know. I want to say it's because they're next door neighbors, but like there's everybody else that she comes in contact with, they have a reason to hate her, right? But like not him. He's and he doesn't there. hate her, to be fair. No, he doesn't. He's just always around. I think he's got. A, I think he's got the hots for uh, Ramen Mom. Mom, maybe uh, Mommin. Mommin. Mommin is what they call that. Yeah. Um. He. Uh. Not just him, but all the faces in the show. Or something else. Uh, they uh, they were some of the only sources of joy and comedy I had is when they were making dumb faces at the camera. Oh, there are plenty. This there are plenty of comedic moments well in animated. the show. Yes, yeah. I will, that is that is a point I will give it. It looks good. It does not. It's the same age as a lot of other animes we've been watching, but it doesn't look it. Yeah, mid two thousands, like I think two thousand oh six six. Yeah, but it looks good. Um, there are there are some scenes like I was saying before where the animation like actually kind of blew me away in terms of the fluidity of like movement and stuff. There's one part in a later episode I'll talk about that like really kind of yeah just kind of shocked me. But, like, I, in a good way. I'm pretty sure I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, uh, not a lot of like I know we we harped on some of our epi- other episodes about like shows reusing animation or or doing like voiceovers over static images. Not a whole lot of that here. Like, people are always moving, there's always faces changing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was proud of this anime for trying. If if they reused stuff, it was for a gag. Like, yeah. um, second episode, they reused the opening scene at the beginning of the second, from the first one, and the first part, and the beginning of the second part, but it was a very obvious, haha, we're, we're replaying this, but it's the opposite of what happened last time, is a gag, haha. And it worked, I felt. Yeah, it's alright. Um, it still made me angry. The, the reuse of animation made you angry? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's because we've seen it too many times, and so I'm like, "Ugh, great! Another time, <laughs> another goddamn <laughs> show that does this goddamn shit." Uh, yeah, I I think I'm a, a, a little jaded, just a smidgen. Um, I mean, but like some of the good. But I mean, like the very first scene when so there's two dudes outside the ramen shop fighting. So her mom sends her outside to stop them. She invites them inside, and then they end up fighting inside, and then 
Mihi ends up fighting her mom, and all of the fighting looks good. Yep. That was, like, one of the things I noticed right away. I was like, oh, what is this? Um, I also... So, one of the things that they did keep doing, and, and it happens relatively early in the first episode, uh, they keep making comments about, like, um, I, Akihiko. I think that's the next story. That's his name. Akihiko Ota. Yeah. He he's like self aware. He knows he's in a TV show, and it's like not clever or funny fourth wall breaking. No, he's just no. Like, he oh. goes, "Holy crap! It's only the first episode, and the heroine just puked." Yeah, yep. Because her I mom punched her in the stomach really hard after she ate a bunch of ramen. And he does it in every episode. In I don't know. I'm a I'm a sucker for a good fourth wall joke, but yeah, it's not great. No, lazy, lazy. There a lot of the jokes in this show. If I if I not a fan of them, it's because they're lazy. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh, I think the, the, <laughs> the thing I liked most like about the, the no, I don't. The thing I liked most about the first episode is you are introduced to her arch nemesis, who does my favorite arch nemesis laugh. Oh, my oh God, she, she doesn't. Love, yeah. like, While laughs. covering her mouth with the back of her hand. Yeah, she doesn't know Joe Sama laugh for those in the know. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm not. Apparently, I'll <laughs> go fuck myself. Yeah, it, that, that's it right there. It's. I mean, if you if you don't think about Street Fighter, Karen from Street Fighter Five does it. Uh, it. It's basically a haughty princess laugh. A a rich character who has, uh, some, who has some some kind of like, uh, like social advantage. Or? Yeah, social advantage over over the protagonist. It's almost always the enemy who does it. Uh, um, but she does do it, it towards. Like, she, she she does it. She just lives across the street and owns a different food store. It's a bakery. Yeah, yeah. It's a, Megumi, yeah, um, aka so, my favorite character. Like the big plot line, and it's going to be super hard to talk about the show because there's no plot in the show. Just kind of starts and ends. But literally no plot. So the I guess the big plot point in like the first part of the first episode is she's got to deliver ramen. And she gets to the place where she's supposed to be delivering it to, and there's a, a criminal there holding the guy hostage. <laughs> he has a knife, and she just kicks the shit out of him. Uh, it's shown early on when she's fighting her mom and everybody else around her at, at one point that uh, she's she's a very promised fighter. She's strong. Mickey. She's a strong girl. Uh, also, there, there's a line I want to point out from earlier in the episode when she brings the two kids inside who are fighting. She she makes them instead of having them fight. She's like, "You guys should should do a a ramen eating contest." And they're like, "What for?" And she's like, "Well, obviously it's it's safer for everybody around you, and plus there's more on the line." They're like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, winner doesn't pay, but loser loses their life." And everybody around them starts cheering. Yeah, people are super into that. The the people around are like, yeah, yeah everyone's yeah. like a little too into everything that goes on in this ramen shop it's weird because she makes a comment about how she wants there to be less violence but she is by far the most violent character in this show yep and the least useful she definitely is the least useful i would not so her mom in every episode her mom sends her out for a ramen delivery how i would have stopped the girl cannot go four feet without fucking it up she she doesn't even get out the door in the first episode without fucking it up it was cute when I was three, three or four. My dad would be like, okay, I need you to take this from this room and bring it to that room. <laughs> and 30 minutes later, I I still had made it to the other room. But I was four. Right. She's 20. She's tw- 20. Two zero. 
too is not cute no more. Too damn old. I mean, speak for yourself with us. Um, I, I referred to uh, Miki as having simpleton strength. She's got. <laughs> it's like it's a very common anime. That's trope. a nice way to put it. Yeah, it, it's a very common anime trope. Like the main character, dumb as shit, way too strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at like some of the biggest animes ever have had this. Fucking your Naruto's, your fucking uh, Uno piece. Your like all of them. True. Uno Uno uh, piece is big. On Uno it. pizza pie. Uno pizza pie is real. Probably one of the biggest animes in the world. Main character dumb as shit. Mm-hmm. Dumb as hell. He's so, great though. I don't know. I feel like they wanted this show to be a lot bigger. But who knows? But they only go to like three three sets. It, it is the same three locations used over and over and over. You again. have the 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 ramen shop in the street. Mm-hmm. You have uh the baseball field. Oh, I love the oh, baseball. Yeah. And then you have the customer's house, which I'm pretty sure is just the same customer's house. They just you know switch the sign in the front. Yeah, uh, it's the same street at the very least. Like this town yeah. has they they do show like a a shot down the road of her town. And there's just nothing at the end of the road. Think of like a western where like you've got one road that leads into the town, just a bunch of shops on the side. That's her town. It's a one horse town. There's just nothing. There's a gate and then nothing. So. Also like no people. Oh yeah, just the four characters that we see throughout the show. Yep. Uh, I had a... The entire town is in the ramen shop. It's, yeah. It's the biggest shit going down. Um. I had, like, halfway through the second part of the first episode, I got up, I played more Dead Cells, I made a snack. The first episode is so boring. Yeah. I, uh, I wrote, so the second part of the episode, you learn why Megumi is the way she is, and she doesn't really have a reason, she just hates, uh, Miki so much that she had her teacher train her to throw chalk so she could hit her. A uh, teacher with no eyes, I'd like to add. Yeah, no yeah eyes. teacher with no eyes. I wrote, quote, eyes. <sighs> quote, I find your lack of eyes disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, just like, they, they don't even, it's not even like he has hair over his eyes. No, like, you can see his face. There are just no eyes there. He cries from them. Yeah, he cries from his, yep. his skin Not eyes. Yeah, I don't like it. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. I don't know if it was, like, supposed to be a sight gag or was it supposed to be just an animation mistake i don't know there's just no eyes on this dude in every scene he's in i feel like in like generic shonen when they do like the flashback scene the there there are like the the, the senpai character the, the teacher yeah, character you make him kind of faceless yeah they make him kind of faceless but usually there's like a little bit of hair covering it so you don't see it and i think in this one it was a joke there's it, it, it's a it's a gag we're talking face about. Is, everything just, else about his face is completely detailed. Yeah, yeah, there ain't nothing there. It's it's awkward and very noticeable, but I do I do think it was intended to be a goof or a gag. Yeah, and I I felt like it worked because I sure shit noticed it. Uh, but yeah, so the the second part of this episode is consumed with Megumi, the rival character from across the street with the great laugh, and Miki competing. To be the best poster girl. And it was... Again, yeah. don't know what that entails. Just they, like trying to get people to come into your store. They kind of like make that. it up as they go along. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's neither of their jobs. They both work in delivery. 
They're they're both delivery girls. I don't. Uh, but yeah, I I did note that. So Miki's costume, they both go inside. They both get dressed, and then they come out in their poster girl costume. And Miki's costume is amazing. Yep. Uh, so so Megumi is wearing like a sexy maid outfit, and Miki is wearing a clown suit with a Groucho Marx mustache. Yep. Uh, uh was it a party hat on? Yep. A party hat, and then a, a snake on one hand, and a drum around her neck with the, the the drumstick in the other hand. I made note that she looks like a One Piece character. Kinda, kinda. Uh, uh it's and so Megumi's using her sex appeal to get people to come in, and and, and Miki's like, "I'm gonna put on a fun show, and people are gonna love it." Ha ha. She's just an idiot. She's a simpleton, to put it nicely. Yeah, how do you feel about this entire like series of events that? occurred (laughs) (laughs) uh Uh, she just uh i write obnoxious every other line she is obnoxious yeah but she's so obnoxious she's not even and it's not endearing no it's not endearing it's just she's just obnoxious she is my least favorite character in the show oh and of course she's like oh the main character you don't get a lot of breaks from her true there's so, only, like, out, out of out of all the the half episodes we saw, only one of them is really not focused on her. Yeah, and I actually completely zoned out during that one. Oh, that one's great! You're crazy. Uh, we'll get I think I was just. I think my brain was just like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I I will know that there is a line right before the end of the show where the so Miki gets a whole bunch of kids to gather around her, and the class <laughs> the class is on like a field trip. And she's like, she's like entertaining them and she wins the contest, whatever. And the teacher goes, okay, before we go inside to learn, I have one question for you. What is it that you think a ramen shop does? And one of the kids raises his hand and goes, you dress up in funny outfits and make a lot of noise and have fun. Kid, it says ramen right in the name. (laughs) You live in Japan. So now you're an elementary school kid, but come on. You've probably eaten I mean, ramen before. I, how do you fuck this you're up? You're not the exchange student saying something hilarious in broken English because, you know, oh. Japanese and in This uh, show could have Japanese spoken English is probably the most hilarious thing ever. Yeah. Um, there is a scene in Assassination Classroom, which I, I, I really like that anime, but one of the characters speaks to the other... There is an English character that infiltrates the school. So one of the Japanese characters says in horrible English, "Do you understand what I'm saying?" And oh it, God! I have watched that scene so many times. Look it up on YouTube or watch all of Assassination Classroom, whatever you want to do. But just the scene where, uh, "Do you understand what I am saying?" Hilarious, funny. I bet time. you that that show probably lost its its charm in the dub. But uh, anyways. Back uh, to the good show, Ramen Fighter Miki. Thank you very much. I mean, the show um, just kind of ends after... Well, what, so, I thought you were going to say my favorite line from that episode, which you didn't. Uh, this is, before that all happens, when the kids first come over and Miki's, like, enticing them and other people to come over, Megumi, across the street, oh, in her yeah. sexy maid outfit, goes, <laughs> and I quote, my sex appeal won't work on children. Yeah, I did write I that mean, down. I mean, at like, least she understands. That <laughs> yeah, that's... It's further than other animes we watch. It's true. I, I do want to shout this anime out. There are tons of scenes where they could have done like weird gratuitous stuff. 
like Miki falls over all the time. Oh um, yeah, I, I forgot about this. In, I like, definitely want to point this out. There is it, the show's not creepy. Nope. There's zero pa- zero panty shots. Or creepy or uncomfortable about the show. Nope. Maybe that's why I liked it. Or I don't know if I liked it. Like I'm not gonna watch any more of it. But <laughs> I actually maybe that's might. why I tolerated it. Uh, yeah, zero panty shots in the show. I was actually very surprised and, and honestly pleased to see that. Yeah. It was, it was all right. And they're over age. Yep. yep. They are 20. they are children. None of them came Adults. for Christmas. Adults. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you have to at least admit this is better than Chicago's sister. Yeah, okay. This is the best Fundamentally, thing we watched. You are not setting the bar very high. There, I but... don't know. You're... I'm going to put this below below centaur. Uh, a centaur. Yeah. All right. Th- those are top 2 though, for yeah. sure. I mean, we've only watched four shows, so whoops. Um, <laughs> Five-ish. Um, episode two. So the real quick, the ending song is about a dog. Yep, it's kind great. of like how Chikoto's sister ending song is about cats. There actually is a dog in this show, so it kind of makes a little sense. Best character. Yeah. But uh, I titled episode two A Fate Worse Than Falling Asleep because I was struggling so hard to sit down and watch this show. I actually laughed really hard at episode two. But to be fair, I am a simpleton who enjoys simple comedy. Simple, cheap comedy. I like slapstick, you, and the show is full of a lot of slapstick. You made me watch Bakken this... Test, so... I, dude, I did make you watch Bakken... Oh, fuck, we should do that. <gasps> I think... Anyways. The, I think the second episode gave me the my favorite line of the show. Right. <laughs> it gave me another very so, good line. It gave, you know, like, there, there are points... There are points, but man, getting through everything else to get to the good points was a lot of work for me. Yeah, I, I will, I'll, I'll say, I think I said it in the pre-show, this show is aggressively boring. There's just nothing that happens between any of the scenes. So if there isn't a joke in your face, there's just nothing here. Yeah, it's it's just it's just minor world stuff that doesn't matter because the show has zero plot. Again, I enjoyed that because the it, it's... It's just like simple things that lead to simple slapstick, and that's all I need to to giggle, to get a little giggle. I mean, this has some pretty good slapstick, the second episode. Uh, It is a baseball episode. (laughs) Uh, And goddamn, the, like, one of the very first scenes. So Mickey shows up, and (laughs) go for it. When you get there, my, my my first note for the second episode, no. Please don't. <laughs> Leave those ball players alone. Stop. <laughs> she keeps bothering the children. Hey man, she just didn't know the way. To Endo House. Oh my god. Like I mean, yeah, sure. Stop and ask for directions. That's fine. But don't don't then like start playing baseball. Hey, Especially they were gonna since... lose if it weren't for her, to be fair. <sighs> yeah, but she's also so I, I made notice <sighs> and I was like, she she inserts herself into these children's baseball. The children are like 10. She's a grown-ass woman. So she's just dunking on these kids mercilessly until another grown adult shows up to put her in her place. Uh, he didn't even do that that well. No. Um, yeah, what's this dude's name? I kept... It, he Kuro. looks Kuromaru? suspicious. Ken Kuro. Ken Kuro, that's it. Con Kuro, something like that. Con yeah. whatever. They, yes. they they say his name once. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, it, so it's... he shows up and he hits one of her pitches, and it this is the one of my favorite pieces of slapstick. He hits one of her pitches, 
and it shows like three frames of animation of him hitting the ball and it looks weird it looks like he hit it with his arm and then they cut back to him at the plate and he definitely hit it with his arm and his arm is full on fucking broken at the elbow <laughs> he's acting like nothing happened he's just flopping that shit around he's it's... like ah my left arm is bending the wrong way hmm it's amazing uh, also this guy says yeah at the end of every sentence by the way yeah i hate it yes that that was a little much I hate yeah, it. I'm like, uh, why? You are not cat. <laughs> you are. He doesn't even have any cat-like features. Nope, just... not a one. No. He's the least cat of all the things we've watched with cats in them. And this dude, much like all of the other secondary characters in the show, also hates Miki. She beat him, or he beat her up when when they were both younger. Yeah, she she like, was a bully. Yeah, she is a bully. That is another note of my. <laughs> Why do people allow this cycle to bully them? He's like a full... Gr- so he has a flashback to her bullying him. And in his flashback, he's a full-grown adult. Yeah. Like... he's It was four years in the past, so she was 16. He was probably 18 or 19. But she looks like she's 12. Yeah, she looks super young, but they mentioned at the end it was only four years before. Oh, yeah, true. But she just beats the shit out of him. And he goes away to school to, like, get away from her. Yep. Um, and he's like, now that I have finished, I can finally beat her. Yeah. Nah. But he doesn't. Nah, he can't. Yeah. Yeah, he can't. Um, <laughs> is this the, the meow game? He recounts how she bullied him. She definitely tried to murder this dude. Yep. He's like, yeah, one of the times she rolled me into a carpet, tied it shut, and threw me in a river. She tried to kill him. Yeah, there's that. That's... Mm. Oh my this has gone beyond obnoxious. This is just terrible person levels. She's not great. I'm a fan. No. Um, and she only gets into fights because she's a shitty person. She doesn't even, like, super get into Like, she doesn't fight almost anything except for a dog in the third episode. But, like, she keeps showing up to these kids' baseball games. She shows up again. Yep. This time to bat. Like, the the whole episode is centered around the baseball field. Yeah, so it's it's the same game, by the way, because when she showed up, it was the third inning. This time, it's the ninth. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's the same game. Um, but she uh, shows up to bat because they're. That's how my boyfriend feels about baseball. Ayo. Got him. Wow. Wait. Got Think? got him. Got him. Did got you get him? him? I don't wonder. Are they got? I don't know. He he finds baseball boring. I like it when I'm in person. All right, so you got baseball. Got baseball. Take that MLB. Baseball Fuck status gotten. Continue. Um, yeah, so she shows up to bat because she's going to win them the game. And she's like, it's payback for the pitch. But she was the one who did the pitch. So they would owe her. I think she just wants to play baseball. Yeah. Why can't she just ask nicely? And it's great because hey, they're like, why are you pitching? Can I help you guys? You don't have a number. She goes, yeah, I do. And then she <laughs> she points to her back and her number just says the ultimate. It's that's a dumb joke. I don't like that joke at all. <laughs> I just like it because it was so stupid. So this show does a thing where, and it did it. It started doing it in this episode. It does it to me really hard in the third episode where something happens. I go, "Well, that's fucking stupid," and then one of the other characters goes, "Well, that's fucking stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and it started with this. She was like, oh, here's my number. She turns around and says, the ultimate. And one of the kids is like, that's not a number. 
Like <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all very From displeased the with her antics at this point. Oh my god, they it's, are not pleased. That's that's when the show had me laughing the loudest when when the show was self aware enough to be like, no, nah, that doesn't that doesn't fly. That doesn't make any sense. That's a fly ball, though. Oh god. Yeah. So sport jokes. Sports. Um. So King Hero shows back up. He, she shows back up. I don't know why they're interrupting this baseball game with their fucking blood feud. Uh, and well, he's his blood feud, because she doesn't know who the fuck he is. She can't remember who the fuck no. he is. She continually forgets. Um, But he... So he starts pitching to her, and she intentionally goes 0-2. And, and her face never changes. She's just got, like, this dead-eye stare. And she is batting with the ramen box, which I looked up. So, in the show, she's got, like, this little delivery box for ramen. It's like a little metal box. Apparently, that's a real thing. That actually happens. But they're normally made out of wood. Do they normally bat with them? Uh, I mean, depends. Hey, man, Do first they time have for everything. wood rivals pitching? I feel like it's better as a cricket bat because it's flat. Mm. I feel like it's banned regardless. Yeah, don't do that. Don't bring yeah. your... So they Whistle also, balls. They also don't explain, like, is it empty when she bats with it? Well, we find out. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes she, she takes does. the shit out. And sometimes she doesn't. Ugh. Most times she doesn't. Uh, um, uh, is this at the point that we get the next fourth wall line? Um, so you're a new character, but you had no great scenes. Is that it? Yeah, it's it's immediately after she dunks on him in, ba- in baseball yet again. She pretty much murders him, breaks his, breaks his other broke-ass arm. Yep. She gets the touchdown. Yep, she definitely gets a touchdown. Uh, Scores and then, the field yes, goal. That's when uh, Ahito's like, oh yeah, you're, you're a dumb new character. <sighs> and then the episode starts again. Yep. It's just... So, it, this... This episode... Uh... The, the episode two, I didn't mention it at the top of the show. There's a title card for every episode, and then there's like a seal where it's got like Miki holding a bowl of ramen, and she's all got like an anime face on. It's just she, the MGM lion. Yeah, she's the MGM lion. She's the, yeah. the ramen fighter Miki Miki. It took me, yeah, I, I didn't rattles. get it in the first episode, and I felt like a fucking idiot. I, I like, thought it was like a funny one time gag, and they did it again, and I was like, oh. Oh, you're gonna do this every time, and they do it. <laughs> yeah. every oh, oh, I see. They do it every time. Um, <laughs> oh, honey. So yeah, then the, then the show starts again. Uh, Kankuro's. So the episode, the first part, started with Miki being like, "I feel like somebody's watching me," and then in the second one, she's like, "I still feel like somebody's watching me," and everybody is watching her. Her mom, Megumi, everybody, but Kankuro's in the fucking trash can outside <laughs> of the ramen shop, and this is the biggest mood. <laughs> like huge mood. My my big mood comes later, but yes, that's a yeah, good mood. Big mood. Akihito takes the lid off and Kinkuro's just like, hey, and he's just, just inside the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> just spying on her from the trash, no big yep. deal. I my note was Kinkuro's hanging out in the trash where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's garbage. He is garbage. Uh he also gets hit by a fucking truck and dies in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> It's it's great because they they spent like three minutes talking after after me uh, Maki went to deliver a thing and he's like she can't have gone more than a hundred meters and and uh, Aki Akihiko, Akihiko's like uh it was like a little while ago she's probably long gone 
And he, he tries to make it to the end of the street, gets hit by a truck and fucking dies. And then the screen cuts and she's right around the corner petting a dog because she's terrible at her job. Oh my god. Constantly, constantly distracted. Yep. Yep. She does, she's got like bad ADD. It's real And terrible. he's determined to find her weak point because he wants to beat her. And so in all caps I write, her weak point is her getting distracted. Like. Yes. How do you need to look for it? It's right there. Oh, he never saw it. I will note that out of the three episodes we watched, part two of episode two was my favorite. I was way on board with the second half of this episode. It's got my favorite line. Yeah, I bet you I it's know what it is. It's got my favorite line. Uh, <laughs> so good. Fucking. I also, so one of the gags they do is he's following her and there's like shit falling from the sky and she's just walking into it, swatting it away because she's got simpleton strength. Uh, and she fucking swats away a UFO, and <laughs> the aliens inside make a weird sound. They crash land, and then they just continue to show up in scenes, like yep. in the background. <laughs> Very good. Very good uh, continuity. Yeah, and then at this point, uh, he's like, I still don't know what her weakness is. And then uh, they, they come uh, come upon a woman crying in front of train tracks that her, baby's, her baby is stuck on the train tracks. Just kind of sitting there, just chilling with the shoe off. As Who the train's put that coming, baby there? Hey, you know what? Don't worry like, about how it. How did you... Uh, how did you lose your shoe, kid? Who There's put a, that baby it's... there, and why can your mom not just cross the three inches of... <laughs> what happened wood? to, like, you know, mom getting uh, mom strength and just barreling across she's, the She's too smart for that. She watches Rick and Morty. <laughs> the smarter you are, the weaker you are. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> too much? <laughs> not enough. <laughs> so Maki being the upstanding citizen she is jumps in front grabs the baby Kankuro watches and he's like I got it that's it I found her weakness goes back to Akihiko and he's like what is it what is it he goes her weakness is trains (laughs) (laughs) and he and he learned from the kids playing baseball that if you want to be better than somebody then you need to uh, become them yeah (laughs) So he's like, I'm- so I wrote, so you become obnoxious. <laughs> no, he became, and this is my big mood for 2018. He's becoming a train. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's my line. I'm a train. <laughs> yeah, I'm a train. <laughs> I I'm a train. A I'm a train. After his training montage, he is a train. Yeah, he does a like uh, <laughs> a very shonen training montage. Training him, like, montage. Training montage. And he, he, like, reads out a bunch of subway bullshit, and then charges the thing, and then he goes, I'm a train. It's wonderful. It's great. It's amazing. My mom said I could be anything, so I became a train. This is a very good show. I'm a train. This is a very good show. That, that is my big mood. I'm gonna become a train this year, guys. All right. Uh, and then the best fight of the fucking series happens at the end of this episode. Um, yep. He shows up, he challenges Miki to another fight. Miki just stands there and she also becomes a train. She becomes she, a, he becomes he becomes like a city train. She becomes an express train. Yeah, he's train. the local. He's the T and she's the bullet train. He's the T. She's the like the fucking commuter rail. She's the Amtrak. She's coming in hot. Yep. So good. And so they're they're charging at each other. Aki goes like, No, you'll never stand up against a bullet train. Don't do that. 
Uh, and he's like, don't worry, I'll turn it into an express, an express train. He's like, that still won't help. That's still and then, just a regular train. And then it cuts to just two trains on a track in the desert running at each other. And I'm like, all right, I'm really liking where this is going. Oh, God. It's the best part of the show. And then a CGI asteroid. I fucking which, hate the CGI which is asteroid. The same, same asteroid from the opening, might I add. It's, uh, <laughs> they do have a good dumb joke, though, where, oh, God, I forget the exact line, but Megumi's watching the whole thing. And the CGI rock is her mom who comes in and fucking elbow drops her like Randy Savage. Because uh, Mag- child abuse is hilarious. The show is full of it, by the way. She gets the shit kicked oh. Also, she's not a child. She's 20. And her mm. employee. She's technically beating up her employee. True. Mm. But fucking A, her mom's the meteor. She kills Miki. And Mugumi's like, wow, with that sort of impact, you'd be able to, like, extinguish the dinosaurs or something like that. Like, clearly referencing the fact that we were all just watching a meteor hit the ground. Yep. Very oh, subtle, fuck. by the way. Very subtle. I'm a train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really should have just stopped right there and been like, yep. I was tempted. Cool. I was going to show yeah. up to this podcast recording tonight and be like, I didn't watch the third episode. You guys have to tell me what it's about. But the third uh, episode has another think... amazing fight, though. It's my shortest list of notes. The third episode? Because, yeah. Because the first half is just so repetitive. Oh, okay. You know, actually, oh, fair. The second half of the first half. Second half. The second half. Second half, I literally disowned the F out. I really should have just rewatched it, but it was too late for me. Um, there's not much going on. The third episode was the weakest. Pretty much. Which is I, interesting, because historically, the second episode's been our weakest. Yeah, for sure. For the show. I, like, the third episode had a lot of really good moments in it, I feel. Like, I mean, so, for for a short premise, because the, ep- the first part of the third episode's not long, um, you see the burglar from the first episode trying to break into a house, and you see a dark aura attack him, and then uh, Miki gets a delivery... Actually makes it to the place, shockingly enough. Um, and they, they, they told her... The instructions her, are very she, important. Yeah, she the, has, the instructions are clear. She has one line of instructions. Just when you, yell at the door. Yeah, when, when you get to the gate. Don't don't go in the gate. Just yell. And she she's about to do it. She sees the doorbell goes, oh, I'll ring the doorbell. And then the, it's the same door from the opening. And Aura attacks her. She goes back. Megumi's like, I'm going to find out what beat up Miki because something beat her up. And it's a dog. And then she mm-hmm. spends the rest of the episode fighting a dog and a really cool fight. But... Or a really cool series of fights, but the problem is the second part of this episode is just the same scene over and over for running back, getting beat up by her mom, for, for getting more ramen, going back, fighting the dog, going back to her mom, getting beat up again, over and over for too long. Like, that that joke was funny twice, and then it kept going. I was like, eh. I don't know why she didn't just beat up the dog and then go get the ramen. Well, because you, you gotta, you gotta, she won't deliver the ramen until she beats up the dog, but she can't beat the dog that she can't deliver the ramen because the dog's there. Why couldn't she just follow the instructions? Well, they explain that in yes. the episode. They explain that in the episode. Uh, she no, doesn't. They don't explain she, it. No, it's they, a they do. No. explanation. It's so it's super stupid. It's so, it's really stupid. Example, That's why I love it. This is an example of the show of me being like, "This is fucking stupid." That one of the characters also say, "This is fucking stupid." So just as I'm like, "Why doesn't she just beat the dog up and then go get the ramen?" Or better yet, just follow the instructions that she was told. Mugumi, who is there the entire time, is like, why don't you just do what you were told and call from outside of the fence? And, all caps, 
why why can't you just call up for the delivery like they asked? This is the worst episode. So, as a matter of principle, I'm going to beat up this poor dog. She just does it as a matter of principle. I, I ain't yeah. going to say poor dog. That dog started it. That dog. That dog's asking for it. The dog no, started. she was warned. She started it. She was warned. There was she no, was told no, not to go no in the yard. about the dog because there's no sign. They, she, never, she was not told to not go in the yard. They just told her to call when she got to the gate. There's a so difference. Did she not figure it out after the first 20 I mean, times? Yeah, but also at the same time, even, even Megumi comments, wow, so you're going the harder route because going the same monotonous way will not help you grow as a person. That's really stupid. Super stupid. It's a dumb explanation. So they can have a long fight scene with the dog, which the fight scene's all right. Like she, the dog and her do kick the shit out of each other. Yeah. Um, the I do like really the good. fact that the dog is voiced with like a human voice. He's also he is <laughs> like it doesn't make person. animal noises. He, it just is like he goes bark, <laughs> but it's like clearly a person doing it. Also, I looked up the voice, and he's a he's a famous older voice actor too, which is even funnier in my opinion. He yeah. he's done things that I don't know, but the the only the, the only voice actor in the show that I know of is um um Akihito was in a thing that I watch. And Konkuro was like Balmung and Dot Hack and stuff like that. Is fucking Akihito in fucking Common Rider? Because goddamn, the second part of this episode is just Common Rider. Uh, it's Sentai, which actually is Sentai. So it it's Sentai in aesthetics, but I feel like story wise, it's Common Rider. Uh, it, no, it's definitely more Sentai because it's it's something really stupid and easy to fix, like most yeah, Sentai shows are. Fair, fair. Sentai but, boring. I mean it. it Hot take, hot take. Uh, the the first part of episode three, just near the end, wrapping it up, we do experience Mihi's first moment of like lucidity. Cause oh, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? She the the simple solution is like take the so she keeps getting the ramen all fucked up, so she has to keep going back. So she just takes the ramen out of the box, so Megumi can't fuck with it, and the dog can't fuck with it. It's it's yeah. the only moment of like oh that's a thing you should have done the first time that she does. Also, the fact that Megumi didn't notice that kind of blows my mind. But hey, it's an anime. What am I gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, first part of this episode three is pretty whack. Second part's not any better. Um, what? Somebody summarize this bullshit because I I hated the second part of this episode. I I could summarize it pretty quick because this episode there's not much to it again. Uh, Akihiko finds a lost little girl complaining about losing someone's name. I forgot their name. Uh, he decides because he loves Power Rangers. What are they called? Star Rangers. That Star he's Ranger. gonna find him, and he's he enlists all the other characters in the show to help him. Like they're all Star Rangers, and they're all like, "What? Uh, okay." Uh, uh and I did note that they started adding like flying sound effects to uh, Miki and Megumi fighting, and I'm pretty sure they're stock sound effects from DBZ. Which is good. That's a good Very thing, good. by the way. Uh, and so they, they look, they look, they find what they think is a little boy being attacked by a dog. Haha, ha, the joke is it's actually the dog. The dog's the person the little girl was looking for. Wow. Uh, the and and that, that's the episode. This episode does, however, have my favorite fight in it, which is uh, Akihiko versus the dog, where the dog literally grabs him and spins him in a circle and sends him flying. I did that... enjoy the animation of that. The animation of him animation. flying is so good, and then he hits the ground and slumps in like such a clean way. I was like, that's actually impressive. That's like in their entire budget right there. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, because the dog spins him in his mouth, and instead of some like, really shitty like spinning animation, it's very fluid, and the dog even slams him on the ground mid-spin at one point. I'm like, wow. He, he fucking hits him with... Uh... 
the Hulk in the first Avengers movie like grabs Loki and like smashes him around. That's what the dog does to Akihito. It's amazing. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's the only redeeming part of this. That in the fact that Akihito claims he's been beat up so bad by the dog he can't walk. Yep. Which is great. Yeah. He's also sad that the dog uh, was what he was looking for and not the little kid. There are no good jokes in this episode. Um, Nope. The only the only joke I thought was close to good, not good. The only joke I thought was close to good was the one where it's like he thinks he he thinks he's a Star Ranger, and then Conqueror's like Akito, I still need to tell you, you're not actually a Star Ranger, and then he's legitimately crying about the fact that he's not a Power Ranger, and I'm like, you're an idiot, but I love this. Yeah, I I I, I relate. Yeah, the guy who you know breaks two elbows actually has more sense in this. Also, also, also says Mia. Yeah, and then yeah. Akihito starts saying it. Only like, to him, I think. Only episode. only to him, though. Yeah, true. Like, I think it's just a, a joke that probably keeps going. That probably lasts too long, like this show. Yeah, I've got... Like, like, like the entire 12 episodes. I've got no notes for part two of this episode. Nope. No, same. I'm like, second half, better plot, finally. <laughs> That's like... There is a plot, it. I guess, which is notable. But Barely. Man, it, it, I, I feel like you could get a twelve-minute YouTube supercut of all the jokes in this show that are actually good, and you'll have all of it you need. There's twelve episodes of this show. It's not that good. It's not I good feel like for for the time, it was probably better than it is now, only because we have so many better things. Uh, actually, I want to see when did something else come out. I also feel like comedy anime is like really hard to do. Yeah. Oh wow. Never mind. You know, if you're looking for something that came out in 2006 by a girl who fights, why don't we try Airmaster? No. Uh, <laughs> let, let's uh, let's not try Airmaster. Actually, I um, feel like I laughed harder at Airmaster though. And Airmaster wasn't trying to be funny. I think that's why though. Airmaster wasn't trying to be funny, but God, it was so bad it was funny. Or it just had things that shouldn't have been funny. But I, I, th- this show. The humor stuck with me in a way that I like. It's not good. The show. Let me. Let me. Let me say. The show's not good. I enjoyed it. The show's not good. If I had nothing else to watch and it was like a rainy day and I wanted something funny to watch, I might put it on. But I would watch this over Baka and Test. Yeah, this Baka and Test is also not good. Man, I love Baka and Test. <laughs> the show's terrible. The show's yeah, real bad. I, now, I, if you want, if if you want a good show like this, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Daily Lives of High School Boys is very funny. Uh, How that is another. Is it, though? It's very slicey, very lack of a plot, but the jokes are way, way bigger, and they are the the plot is the jokes. Like they have, they have like three, three parts, three to four parts per episode. I think it's like twelve to twenty four episodes, and it's very funny. Um, there's like one, uh, there's one huge gag that they they start in the first episode and don't end until the, the last episode, and I won't, I won't talk about it here. I'll tell you guys later if you want, but I'm not going to spoil it for people who want to watch it. But um. If if you want a good scene from the show to see if you'll like it, look up the girl on the river. Okay. People people who see that scene that that scene is like one of the most famous scenes from that show, and it is very very funny. Girl on the Riverbank, actually, I believe is what it's called. Uh, it's it's hilarious. I love that show. Also, one of the one of the three main characters is voiced by um, Japanese Joseph Joestar, who is also Ragnar the Blood Edge from Blaze Blue. Oh. Yep. And so he, they're 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 high school kids, but they have just gro- he has a grown ass man voice. Cause why not? I mean, you know. Yeah. 
Also, at, at one point in that show, the main character just disappears for a while. Main character is not there. They reference it at one point. And it's like, where'd he go? I don't know. And that's it. They, they, oh. they, it's not even like he left. He's just not in a couple episodes for no reason. And they, they, they it's funny. I've got a recommendation too, but it's very specific. Tia, do you got anything before I drop my, um, my knowledge bomb? I would probably say Shokugeki because mm. it has real fighting with real ramen. Also good food. Um, pretty sure that's just the worst fighting food ons but whatever you know so when i was looking this show up i was trying to dig up some like because i knew this episode is gonna be hard to talk about the show because there's no plot there's nothing here and the jokes aren't that funny so i was looking up any little factoids i could pull up for ramen fighter miki and Ooh, the wikipedia i do like tidbits the wikipedia article for this um first of all this is made by the same studio who made stuff like detective conan and um bunch of other stuff they, they're like a huge studio but the wikipedia article for this uh listed as like other anime you might be interested in uh shokugeki and fighting foodons and i was like oh uh, yeah yep. there it is <laughs> fighting foodons fighting foodons best anime of the year uh i mean if we're gonna watch like half slice mostly comedy i i'm gonna have to recommend it's probably my favorite com- comedy anime of all time. Please watch it with the dub because the it loses something in Japanese because the dub Damn. is so bad on purpose. Oh. Cromarty High School is one of the funniest oh. goddamn shows ever. Oh yeah, if you watch the English dub, I I think it's hilarious both ways, but it's it's funnier because the English dub is especially bad. Intentionally, I yeah. I oh I firmly believe that it, English dub for Cromarty High School is intentionally bad. Uh, yep. Uh, Jude had a live action movie. Holy shit! It, it covers like the first season because there's two seasons, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It, it covers the, the fir- it covers the first scene? season. Does it have uh, the yes, pencil it, scene it has, from the first episode? It has the pencil scene. It has the airplane. It has. I think. The, I think the ending is a little different because it has like its own ending, but it's mostly the same. But it's um, yeah. It's it's funny. It's like the Phoenix Wright movie where it's obviously nowhere near perfect. Uh, but for what it is on its own, it's actually very good. But God also terrible. But also terrible. Yeah, Chromatic High School is very good. I definitely recommend that too. But um, yeah, that's all I got for for Robin Fighter Weehy, though. I could talk for another fifty minutes about how much I love Marty High School and how problematic that show is, especially the dub. They use some words in there that I'm not going to say on this podcast. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, and it's the only time I've ever laughed at that that word. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I will link it in the Discord if you are going to. YouTube it yourself. Please look up the Cromartie High School scene where uh, the delinquents are talking to Mekazawa about how much their mother loves them. <laughs> it's the best scene. Oh. Uh, I, ooh, I just don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send it. It's definitely not something I'm going to put on this podcast. Please um, don't. No. Don't. Uh, We're terrible people, but you know we have. We have standards. Right. I want you to absorb your terribleness at your own pace. I'm yep. not going to subject you to terribleness. Take it in. Very and thoughtful. Drink it in as you see fit. <laughs> uh, drink it drink in. Drink it in. That should be the name of the <laughs> podcast. Drink it in. Uh, drink it in slash I'm a train. <laughs> <laughs> I support that one. Because I am a train, by the way. If you guys didn't God know. damn it. Um... <laughs> So, uh, 
Tia, do you want to plug our social media stuff? And then Aaron, do you want to take us on out of here? I guess. Yes, you can find us on the Twitters yeah. and the Facebook as uh, at Sudscast. Now that's different we, than it was, right? Yes, we updated it. It's a little more concise now. Sud, Sudscast is a little easier to remember. Uh, so you can find us via those means. Um, you can also find us on uh what what beautiful places can we find us on for podcaster listeners who don't use uh tools uh, i mean if you're just looking for the raw website we have changed our host we are no longer on soundcloud uh long story but we have moved over to podbean so you can find us same same name studscast.podbean.com uh all of and our of course up there. um and as always uh, fresh, what, a couple weeks now? Uh, we are officially on iTunes, yeah. so you can subscribe, you can leave us lovely little comments and stars and whatever else people do with podcasts when they're done listening to them. Like, comment, subscribe. Yep. Yeah. What they like, don't tell subscribe. you is those stars that you leave us on iTunes, those are like Starbucks stars. So when you leave us those, we actually get free drinks at Starbucks. Oh, nice. Yeah. We we don't, but no. it definitely helps oh, our visibility. I feel so lied to. Cool. If it makes you feel better to like do that, then do that. It's like getting a gold star. It's meaningless, but it, it has emotional value. Right, I like them. I like them. Someone's I love got getting it, I stars. I'm kidding. Oh Jesus! I, I'm a fan uh, of the but that means you will be able to find us uh, at any fine retailers where podcasts are sold. Mm. If uh, you do have a podcast catcher that you use frequently and uh, Sipping Around the Suns is not available on there, please leave us a comment on the Facebook or on Twitter. Let us know. We'll get it uploaded there as soon as we can. Cool. All right, y'all. Uh, if that's it, Aaron. This has been Sipping Around the Suds. I'm Aaron. I'm Tia. I'm Ed. Bye, Anara. Bye, Anara. Bye.